Welcome to Home Space and Reason, a podcast about creating a home that thrives. Hi there, I'm Christina Browning, your host. If you feel like your household frustrations are stealing away your life hour by hour, I discuss home functionality, aesthetics, and automation. With a bit of history and a dash of psychology, this isn't your typical house podcast. I am a realtor and home functionality coach. I geek out on various subjects regarding your home and yard, challenging you to think of your space differently to get the most out of every square foot. I pose questions for you to think through about your space and your reason. This podcast is all positive, making adulting easier one podcast at a time. Remember, there's no such thing as perfect, but you can still aim for your best every day. In this episode, let's discuss home functionality and aesthetics, four ways to become re-inspired with your space. The top thing that affects how a space functions and feels is light. When refreshing your space, look first to your windows and light fixtures. Think in terms of layers supporting not just the look you want, but the life you want. Am I letting in the most possible light from my windows? Artificial light has caused some confusion in our bodies, which have evolved to respond to the stimuli of sunlight and darkness. The responsiveness to natural light is called the circadian rhythm, which is the 24-hour biological cycle of almost all living beings. It's primarily influenced by light reception. Natural sunlight improves our sense of well-being, so lighting can't be taken lightly. (laughs) Do you have dimmers on any lights? And if not, might that help achieve the mood you seek depending on the time of day and task at hand? I will dive into some questions as always to ask yourself about this when we get to the question segment of the podcast coming here soon. Another option here is to get a pair of Philips Hue bulbs, which when used with their app have a warm nightlight option, a dimmed option, and a bright work light option, all accessible from the app. Now that many of us are spending more time at home, these lights can help you stay productive or adjust to a new schedule and support activities like meditation, for example. Hue Labs has a collection of formulas to tailor my Philips light bulbs to do exactly what I need throughout the day. I like brighter tones in the morning, and as the day goes on, I prefer it to become warmer so that I can slowly wind down. They have four recipes, energize, concentrate, read, and relax. I even installed a recipe called candlelight, and I love it, no candles necessary. Next, I want you to evaluate what you want your visitors to first notice when they enter the room you're refreshing. Now, whether you have visitors or not is irrelevant. 
Just thinking from this perspective, though, helps with this exercise. It requires you to create a visual hierarchy. If you're standing in the living room, for example, and you want the focal point to be your fireplace, take a photo of the room, like with your cell phone, with it in the center of your photo and evaluate this snap you just took. Could it go into a magazine feature? And I'm going to bet your answer is no, which is totally normal. What could I do to make this snap more appealing? Let me emphasize, magazine quality is not everyone's goal here, but I'm suggesting it's merely another way to see your space differently. Looking at your photo, could you minimize the stuff around the focal point? Maybe you don't even have a focal point. Great. That is a good place to start. This is a good way to refresh. Give your space that focal point. I find it so interesting that when I take a photo, it reads so differently than what I see with my eyes. So I use this as a tool for refreshing my space. Oftentimes, eliminating color in another area can help the focus be on what you wanted it to be on. So taking the orange planter off the built-in bookshelf brought my eyes back to the fireplace as a focal point. Or maybe adding color to the space you want to draw attention to can be the other side of that coin. One way to add color is with temporary wallpaper in bits, like the back of the bookshelf or built-ins, on the back of the kitchen island, or just in the pair of insets that are built into the walls. There are a ton of options now with temporary wallpaper, and if you haven't listened yet, episode 32 was just on that. I also listed out many options of the places you can peruse and buy that online on our private Home Space and Reason Facebook group page. If you haven't joined yet, do a search on Facebook for Home Space and Reason and then simply answer the three questions to join. The more, the merrier. The next exercise is to question how do I want this space to feel? As a realtor here in Portland, Oregon, when I walk into a home with a potential buyer, I swear within three seconds of entering that room, I could give you a list of adjectives and how any given space makes me feel. And so could you give your space that test off the cuff. How does this space vibe? If you want it to feel more warm and inviting, consider adding natural elements like plants or wood to this space. Have you seen staghorn ferns mounted to a piece of natural wood and hung on the wall like a sculpture? This sort of thing can double as art and helps to really make an area feel homey. Layering a mirror leaning against the wall behind a plant or shifted slightly behind some art for a bit of an overlap can be an easy refresh, and I also love that mirrors help light to move around the room. Lastly, view the area you're refreshing from a vastly different angle. Camp in your backyard. Sit or lay on the floor in a spot you would never, ever sit. Climb a stepladder for an aerial perspective because you literally notice things you would never notice 
when you give yourself a different perspective. This is an exercise. Is this space supporting any hobbies or passions of anyone that lives here? Could it be tweaked to enhance my relationships? Like putting in a fire pit in the backyard might encourage your kids to voluntarily put down their devices. Adding some theater sound in the family room might make movie night more immersive. Putting in a game table in that empty, unused space might make family game night less of a hassle so that it happens more consistently. Do you have access to any heirlooms that may be stashed in a family member's attic that can become a spot for something you enjoy? Like a self-standing tray could be home to checkers, or if it's hung, maybe it could be art for a wall. Vintage pieces are a great way to infuse your space with some old world charm and texture and make your home reflect the character and history of your family. One tried and true way of refreshing a space is simply rearranging the furniture. Maybe you move a bench from the living room to the bedroom or swap the art from the attic to next to the fireplace. Who do you know that might enjoy an intellectual and positive podcast all about homes and the act of living in them to the best and highest potential? Help me spread the word, would you? And now for questions to ask yourself about your home space and your reason specific to ways to refresh. Question number one, where is my main source of light during the day and have I given it full permission to light my space? Read into this. If I have blinds, do I open them or do I pull them all the way up to optimize the light? If I have curtains, are they opened fully? Do I open them fully every day? During the evening, do I have more than one light source? And most importantly, is it coming from lamps in the middle of the room instead of raining down from one source on the ceiling? And the last part to this question, do I have warm bulbs for snuggling into my evenings and cool, bright-toned bulbs for supporting my projects or high-energy activities? Would installing dimmers help me. For more of a deep dive into this subject, listen to episode six specific to windows and lighting. Question number two, where is the color in my room? Is it evenly distributed? Is it placed intentionally to draw attention to my focal point? or a particular area? Do I have different versions of this color so it has depth and interest? If I only have two colors, can I seek out adding some additional depth by looking to nature for additional shades? 
colorpalette.net has exceptional nature-inspired ideas for your eyes to feast on. And if you're not sure what color to add to your space, that might be unexpected or not the same as every single room photo out there. You might refer to this website for inspiration. Question three, have I incorporated wood, leather, natural weave of some sort like rope or basket materials and plants into my space? If not, where might this be incorporated? This helps in adding texture to a space. Look to Pinterest and the spaces you are attracted to. Do you see natural bits in these photos that you like? If you have a credenza that is outdated, might you add hardware or swap hardware out to incorporate a little shine or sparkle? Question your inclusion of or lack of textures. Question four, do I have too much matchy-matchy going on, which gives off the 1980s or 90s vibe? If you have a set of matching chairs, could you swap one of the two chairs into another room? Could you recover one? Could you sell one and take the cash to buy something different? If your kitchen island matches your kitchen cabinets, could you add some removable wallpaper to the backside facing the adjacent room so it's less matchy-matchy? One of my favorite ways to refresh a space is to simply recover my pillows. Even if you don't sew like I do, you can buy just pillow covers and they come in non-matchy-matchy schemes now where you can get like a faux leather, a black and white chunky weave stripe, and another something totally different in there to update your space for very little effort and very little money. Question five, what is my television situation? Do I like it? If your TV is not mounted, could you mount it? Is there some interesting framing around it? If not, could there be? Maybe revisiting the media stand you have it sitting on. Could you get a wall-mounted credenza? and get things up off the floor. I never like the look of a large black rectangle sitting there by itself, blank, just staring at the room with its darkness. So with our mounted TV, I ran wood from the top of the built-in bookshelves all the way to the ceiling to be a backdrop of sorts for the TV to live. It gave it parameters and visual permission, I guess, of sorts to be there. It doesn't go all the way to the outer wall on the left, nor to the outer wall on the right, but simply runs up the middle to give the television a happy home, a frame of sorts. And so it's less of a massive black rectangle just hanging there on the wall. I wanted to take this opportunity to tell you about a genius home tip. If you're painting your space, 
you'll be taking off the light switch plates anyway. You can literally write on the back of your light switch plates what color paint you used so you can refer to it always. And if you ever need to get more touch-up paint for dings or whatever, you know where to find it. Let's recap. Update your lighting or your habits as it relates to lighting, letting in more light, adding dimmers or changing bulbs. Add fixtures to the middle of the room, swap window treatments, or simply add window film so you have light full-time with all the privacy that you need. Create a focal point or reevaluate your focal point. Make updates based on how you want the room or space to feel using natural elements. And evaluate how your space is supporting hobbies, passions, and your values. That includes your kids. If you're frustrated with them always leaving out toys in a particular area, can you put storage into the design of this particular area to hold the items so it's easier to put them away? Even if the space was not intended for your kids to play in, specifically, and they keep dragging toys there, there might be something about that space that feels good to them. And so instead of rowing against the tide, maybe just help them tidy it. Your entryway is the first thing visitors see when they step inside your house and the place that handles your comings and goings every day. How functional is it? Where do you set your purse, your wallet, your keys, your sunglasses? Can you get in the door and into the kitchen with groceries without having to duck and dodge around things? Is there a place to store all the things that's near the door that you need to take with you every day? If you haven't yet listened to episode 14, entryways is the subject at hand and I deep dive into all the questions about making this a beautiful and functional space. I invite you to have a listen or listen again because sometimes the second time through, you can catch something that didn't click the first time. If you're just now joining this podcast and this is the first episode you've listened to, I invite you to binge listen to a series of episodes specific to your outdoor space. Starting with episode 25, which deep dives into curb appeal, episode 26 discusses thoughts and planning of your outdoor spaces with a list of 35 ideas. Episode 27 is all about attracting hummingbirds, butterflies, and birds to your outdoor space, while episode 28 talks specifically about options surrounding fencing, hedges, and privacy screens. It's a fun series, and there's lots of questions there about your space and your reasons. If you happen to know someone in the market to buy or sell in the greater metro Portland, Oregon area, kindly send them my way. The finest compliment I could ever receive is the confidence of your referral. Follow me under the handle on the platform of your choice at Space and Reason and write a review for me, please, because that lets others know this is a podcast worth listening to.
If you'd like to collaborate, reach out to me through social media or my website, spaceandreason.com. Thanks for sitting in on this conversation about creating a home that thrives. I'll meet you back here for the next episode. And thanks for telling your friends. 